All right, and welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And here we find ourselves a few weeks removed from football. Uh, well, as far as the Lions or Michigan goes. So things have kind of officially wrapped up. Uh, there are still some question marks around Michigan football, but we will get to that. So we will do as we normally do and start off with Lions. Uh, just with this recap episode, just kind of a few small touch points. Um, what we thought was going to happen, what actually happened, good, the bad, ongoing situations, and maybe a few thoughts on the 2022 seasons then. Um, but the Lions finished 313 and one, uh, the second worst team in the NFL. So they <laughs> At don't least get my record. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get that number one draft pick. Um, but it'll be interesting to see because there's good uh, a good chance that Jacksonville is going to want a different position than the Lions do anyway. So we'll see how that shakes down come time. Um, I'll share a few quick thoughts, just general thoughts. And then Brandon, um, you can jump in and add to uh, what I say and go into maybe further detail. But uh, it was kind of what, uh, what we expected. You know, we're not expecting a whole lot. We're kind of actually hoping for number one or number two draft pick. Um, but really, it was kind of surprising at how many ups and downs the Lions went through throughout the year from starting off by scoring 33 points in their first game. And then, gosh, they didn't break 27 or 20 points until halfway th- over halfway through the season then. So come out explosive offense and then basically craft the bed for the most of the rest of the season. The defense though, um, on a relatively continual basis did a pretty good job. And also it's just so tough to make much of a judgment on anything because of not only injury issues, but then, uh, COVID protocols. That was kind of a week to week thing there, especially towards the end of the season. So, I mean, the the biggest thing I would take away from it as far as from a fan aspect was it was um it got boring um you know not just like oh they're gonna lose uh, they're gonna lose a lot but like man some of those games were just so rough to watch so um but I'm I'm optimistic uh, maybe not right away that things are going to change, turn around quickly in the next year or two, but there was some promise. I mean, saw some really uh, interesting players step up. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, is probably the most popular one. Yeah. Um, so it it was that 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 by all means is definitely something that we wanted to see this year were some other players showing promise for the future and so we definitely got to see some of that but what were some of your takeaways brandon of the season as a whole uh kind of what you said um i guess the offense kind of did what i expected them to Mm -hmm. with 
you know, at the beginning of the season, I said we probably had the worst receiving core in a league, if not one of the worst receiving cores in the history of the league. Because <laughs> um, I can't even remember the Lions having one that bad. Oh, God, maybe back in the Joey Harrington days. Mm. Uh, and I mean, even then they had Roy Williams, who was decent. He was a, a pro bowler. Um, but yeah, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, he really stepped up. I was really happy with the acquisition um, of Josh Reynolds. Mm-hmm. That was a guy that I wanted them to get in free agency and they didn't get. Uh, he ended up going to Tennessee and then Tennessee really didn't have much of a spot for him. So they cut him. Uh, thankfully, the Lions did decide to grab him. And, you know, he had a few games where he showed some flashes. And I think just, you know, if they brought him back next year, he'd be a good, you know, like a wide receiver two or something. Uh, I'm still expecting the draft, the wide receiver one in the draft. Uh, and I think having potentially that wide receiver one as a rookie with Reynolds at two. Uh, St. Brown in the slot. And then, you know, maybe they could add someone in free agency or, you know, decide they're going to stick with Quintez Cephas or something like that. It's a wide receiver four. And that's a pretty decent wide receiver core, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's there was some disappointments too. Uh, man, Trey Flowers, that, he needs to go. He's getting paid yeah. way too much and has, like, does nothing. Um, yeah, they could get rid of him, and they could save some salary cap too. I mean, I think they have thirty-eight million to work with, okay. which is a fair amount of money. Um, I'm not sure how much they'll get for cutting flowers because he's got so much guaranteed money. But uh, I mean, Goff, I'm still not sold on him. Uh, I think. Yeah, he's still the the filler, I believe. Uh, I, I'm hopeful, man, if they, if they really stick with him thinking that he's the future uh, for Detroit, then that's going to make matters worse, in my opinion. He's but, just boring. <laughs> yeah, well, like, very much in the way of like, I want a dual threat quarterback or at least a guy with a fair amount of mobility, you know, a guy like Josh Allen or like Patrick Mahomes, who's they can move around really well and make things happen with their feet, but they're not. You know, they're not Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Well, I this is going to be maybe a weird comparison, but it's kind of like um, McCarthy for Michigan, where it's just like Goff is not going to do anything special. He's, he's going to take what you give him, and he's going to do it. Is he going to he, do it well? He's check down. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to do it well? Probably not. And McCarthy definitely had a lot more weapons to work with than, uh, and a lot more competent team than overall than Goff did. But it's just mm-hmm. like you're not going to get anything spectacular out of him. Like, I don't think no matter what you do, you're not going to. So, as a filler, yeah, I get it. it it'll work. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistic. Well, okay. I don't know if I would say optimistic, but I'm crossing my fingers that it's just kind of the, the bandaid for right now. So, yeah, that's, I, I think it's going to be easier to move him 
in that huge contract he has next year. Uh, I mean, after next year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they're set on getting one in the draft this year, I would not take one at two. Do not take one at two, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any guy out there right now that deserves to be taken in that spot. Um, if you know if they can get one at the Rams pick, which I mean, who knows what that's going to be because the Rams are like rolling right now. Um, jerks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so pretty much anywhere from what twenty nine to thirty two or something like that. Yeah, because there's four teams left, so um, I think it's probably going to be anywhere from like thirty because I think they have a better record than. Who knows, but how <laughs> well, it ends up shaking out. <laughs> but, you know, if a guy slides, you know, someone like Kenny Pickett or something, I guess take a shot at him. Um, One quarterback I do like just because, you know, he has that dual threat and he can make a lot of things happen with his feet and he's got a huge arm is uh, Malik Willis from Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, He was a transfer from Auburn before that. But I, I watched him play against Eastern Michigan. And he completely and utterly torched them with his feet and his arm. Um, I think the big knock on him is he's not. He's kind of a gunslinger and he wants to make the big play quite a bit. Mm. And sometimes he's a little inaccurate, which are things that can be tuned up. I mean, I don't know. The, the Lions quarterback coach right now is Mark Brunel, who was who played in the league for years and he was a good quarterback. He was a pro bowler. Um, and he was kind of that dual threat too. He wasn't like a run first guy, but he could make things work with his feet. So, you know, Rock. I mean, he's got a lot of experience. Maybe he can help, you know, Willis with that, but that's even if he can slide to the pick in the second round of yeah the second pick in the second round I would I'd be fine taking that. Um, I kind of just hope that we can get Aiden Hutchinson at too. I'm oh, hoping yeah? that You're the, the that Jags way? take Evan Neal or something. Mm-hmm. Um, if the no Jags Thibodeau. take Hutchinson, then I don't really know what I would do. Maybe maybe Thibodeau. Yeah. Um, there's that safety from Notre Dame who's supposed to be like amazing. I, I mm. for the life of me right now I can't think of his name. And I've watched like video and stuff on it, but his name escapes me. Um, but yeah, I mean, they get they need players on both sides of the ball. You got free agency too. I would like to see them add a, a solid linebacker and um, maybe someone in the secondary too. Yeah, you know, as far as offense goes, I think that's. Really, on the offense, all they need right now is a wide receiver. I think they're set at running back. I think the offensive line is set. You can get by another year with Goff. And we're pretty good at tight end. Most of those, most of signings would be role player guys or like luxury. Rock. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see i mean well with the lions they always make everything interesting i i mean i i I have some optimism in some areas but i i also have that thought in the back of my head that 
it doesn't matter if they get the first pick or the second pick. I have a feeling that whoever gets picked, like if they go with uh defensive end or whatever for their first pick, that whatever the next defensive end picked in the draft will be will probably outshine the Lions pick. Yeah. Because that's usually how it goes. But you know, who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, so Lions uh 2021 to be expected i mean certainly some um things that we didn't specifically see coming uh i'll probably say you know i mean it didn't really hurt them it didn't definitely didn't help them but beating the packers at the end of the season was a little bit nice uh just because the packers suck um so Wait, so because of that, the Packers ended the season with two losses in a row, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I'm now I'm curious. I gotta click on it. Did they have any? Oh wait, did why did they they had a game after the Lions? Oh no, 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 no. That that was at the beginning. Sorry, hmm. looking at looking at backwards. Um, yeah, that's that's funny because they didn't have two losses in a row until the end of the season. Good job, Lions. Oh, I will say another surprise guy for the Lions was uh, Charles Harris. Mm. He was a former first round draft pick who never really panned out for the Dolphins, um, and he ended up going to the Falcons. Didn't do too much there. And then he goes to the Lions and has seven and a half sacks. And yeah. he got quite a bit of pressure on a quarterback, too. Like, I would look to try to resign him um, if he can get him for a decent deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you watch things more closely than I do. I know that the, the draft will be interesting, but. I don't know. Waiting until 2022. Yeah. And hopefully it's a slight improvement. More watchable, I think, would be my way to put it. Yeah. So uh, anything else with the the Lions? I know nothing too crazy there, but. No, I think that's pretty much it. Rock. Well, uh, we'll do our uh, chat then about Michigan football. I do, we do have one voicemail and I'm not sure exactly what it covers. Um, so I'll go ahead and play that here at the beginning, uh, just to make sure that I don't forget to include it. So, all right. So we've come to the end of another wonderful season. Um, don't really have a whole lot to say about the ending. Could have finished higher. Could have finished better, uh, but it is what it is. Um, but the national title game, it showed me a lot. It really did. I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. And Michigan just has to improve. Let's talk about Harbaugh first. Uh, by the time you all play this, uh, he should have already either signed the extension or we would have heard something. I don't think he's going to the NFL. I just don't see it. Uh, but he could. I just don't see it. Uh, 
recruiting just has to be better. Because, you know, Georgia, man, those boys are pig and fast. Michigan, Michigan was good. Michigan has gone as far as it can go recruiting like they have been. You know, they can win the conference. I believe it's going to be a little easier every year now because if you look at old state, they're desperate. They're just hiring coaches and firing coaches. So one loss pretty much showed us how desperate they are. Michigan's keeping um, most of its coaches. So, and then bringing in some better coaches. I'm hearing there's some other coaches who might be better that are coming in, which would be good. But at the same time, the recruiting has to be better. NIL's got to get better. I think what's going to be the tail of the tape when it comes to Coach Harbaugh saying is what the boosters do. Um, a lot, a lot more athletes who graduated in Michigan have to be involved. Like it has to, I'm not going to say that to be like Texas a and because they're making promises to kids, man, that are just asinine. Like you, you take the money, you got to say you can't transfer. But that's them. Um, I think that, that, you know, Michigan boosters and Michigan alumni need to get like LSU guys. Cause LSU, NFL players and alumni, they, people don't know that LSU actually has the most money. Uh, they, their former players put money back in that university like no other. That's what Michigan has to get to. Michigan has a very large alumni base, donor base, and they got to get more involved, but do it legally. I think that's probably the challenge is doing it in a way where you don't feel like you're renting or leasing players. You're just letting them know, okay, you come here, we can we can help you with this or that, but we're not going to pay you to come here. That's essentially what A&M did, and that's why they have that really high, highly rated class. But I want to hear you all thoughts on that, man. Go Blue. All right. Uh, another voicemail from Steven. Always appreciate it. That actually, um, cause we waited to do the show and then we actually had to postpone an additional week. And, uh, we both had kind of hopes and expectations that as Steven said, the Harbaugh news would be settled, but he left that voicemail two weeks ago and here we are and still no final Harbaugh situation. <laughs> so there's that, which is great. Um, but not to dwell on the Harbaugh talk too much, uh, but that's kind of tied into what he was saying in the voicemail was, uh, the NIL information name image likeness, uh, if I'm saying it all correctly, um, that I did hear was a big factor because, um, rumor was that Michigan was pushing back on doing anything about participating and stuff like that, which is asinine to me because Michigan, this is what has been a thing that's come up through the years of this podcast where it's just like Michigan hurts itself. That's why it's not, that's why it's had so many struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that's only uh, Michigan athletics university, whatever higher ups that are being the problem, but they're hindering things more than helping things. And this is a perfect example. Um, it sounds like they're going to do enough, uh, for what they need to, to with the NIL situation for Michigan football and things like that, but they're always so resistant. Um, you know, just a couple quick things like there were said to be issues when Rich Rod took over or came in to coach that they were resistant to things that he was doing. And so just uh, an ongoing history of things that uh, Michigan has done to basically kind of hold the football program back. 
All that being said, though, it's kind of interesting because some people say the longer it goes without an official announcement, the more likely Harbaugh is to leave. And I actually feel opposite of that Um, because I don't see Harbaugh screwing Michigan over. Um, I don't see that either. Yeah, not saying that he would do it on purpose. Um, but you know, because there was kind of like that gray area in the middle where it's just been like, okay, it's getting to be a little bit long, but at the same time, you know, the NFL jobs have to be open and there has has to be some interview time, but now it's been so long. It's just like, I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening at all. Like right now I've been, I've been hinging on, uh, 75 to 25%, 75% that Harbaugh staying. But honestly, right now, because the news that came out actually just within the past couple hours is that McDonald is officially going back to the Baltimore Ravens. So Michigan is going to need a defensive coordinator. And uh, some some things are being said that Harbaugh had, uh, they were looking to maybe hire from within, but he's also interviewed with people outside the organization. And if he's going that far, I don't see him leaving at all then because that would be a job for a new head coach. Like, why would you be looking to replace your defensive coordinator if you plan on leaving? Right. So that just tells me I'm at like 90 and 10 now. Like, I feel 90% sure that Harbaugh is staying because of this McDonald news and the information that supposedly Harbaugh is talking to coordinators outside of the uh, University of Michigan. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, But I want to make sure to give you a chance to hear your thoughts, Brandon, before we kind of talk into the bigger picture of uh, Michigan's 2021 season. Um, Yeah, I guess we were both like pleasantly surprised by the season. Uh, Neither one of us really expected Michigan to do too much. Do you um, want to know what you said? <laughs> yeah, did I expect like five wins or something. You you said six and six. Okay. I said yeah. seven and five. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew I was. I had really low hopes, but I mean, coming off from uh, last year, mm-hmm. I mean, it made sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, disappointing that we couldn't beat Michigan State. Really disappointing. Um, but you know what? We did make the playoff, so at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Um, man, that game against Georgia, we were just so incredibly outmatched. Yeah. I thought we really had a chance to win that. When, you know, when they got up 14 nothing, I knew it was over. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, just we couldn't stop them, and we just couldn't get anything going. It was almost like a role reversal from the Big Ten championship game. Because mm-hmm. as soon as Michigan got up 14-0 on Iowa, you're just like, oh, this sh- this should be done. I mean, they didn't uh, expand the lead all that much. It took them a little while to score more points. But you just felt that way, and that was the same thing with Georgia. Yeah. So. Yep, that's that's kind of the way I, I saw it, too. Um. Yeah, it kind of sucks about McDonald leaving, but you know, um, I'm I'm sure Harbaugh can find someone else. Yeah, um, uh, we didn't really know what to expect with McDonald coming in. 
Mm-hmm. And you know he would he did an amazing job. Obviously now he's going to be the the DC of the Ravens. Yeah, um, I think um, I feel like next year's defense is going to no matter what, even if McDonald stuck around, I feel like it's going to be a bit of a a letdown just because of the talent that the defense is going to be losing. Mm-hmm. Um, not not saying anything against the players that will still be on the team. It's just that, you know, I, I feel like with the changing between one year to the next that, you know, I, I mean, who, who, it, it's very possible that they uh, replenish and restock where they need to. And the defense comes out just as strong, but I don't know, man, it, it was kind of like a, a special year and things came together really well. So Uh, yep um yeah i guess i i said right from the beginning i don't think harbaugh's leaving Mm. and i just i can't see it happening especially now since it's been so long yeah and like you said like who the heck is gonna be looking to bring in a defensive coordinator and then just peace out yeah that that just doesn't make sense to me Mm-hmm. Like how much of a D bag would you have to be to do that? <laughs> right. Oh man. Now the the only the only way that that could work out is if the only way I feel like that could work out without things like completely blowing up on everybody is like if there was somebody in on the team, a coach on staff already that was expected to replace Harbaugh. So that then it's like, okay, defensive coordinator, you come in, Harbaugh, okay, I'm leaving. And then somebody from inside the staff is already going to take over the head coaching position because like you can't bring in a new head coach from outside the organization because they're going to bring in their own people. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, uh, but as the for the season as a whole, I mean, absolutely um, – fantastic surprising um ha- happy for the team happy for the guys that stuck around um you know yeah i'm totally with you it really sucks because michigan honestly should have had an undefeated regular season um you know they had that uh they should have been able to bag that but at the same time it may have helped them overcome some obstacles afterwards like mm-hmm. it may have helped prepare them for the games that followed the Michigan state loss, uh, specifically Ohio state. But yeah, I mean, lost to Michigan state. So what Michigan beat Mich- uh, beat Ohio state and then won the big 10 championship. Like anybody from Michigan state can say whatever they want. I, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, if, if you told me, Hey, you're going to lose to Michigan state, but you're going to beat Ohio state and win the big 10. I'd be like, sign me up. Right. We're going to sign on for that. Exactly. Like you could even said, Hey, you're going to, um, lose to Michigan state and win the big 10. Don't even guarantee an Ohio state win. And I'd be sign me up. You know, because they've been long enough for both those two things, beating Ohio State and winning the Big Ten Championship, that, you know, being able to get either one of them was fantastic. And so having it where they got both of them, just amazing. 
So yeah, this year was a special season. Uh, some awesome players, some great players coming back. Uh, optimistic about that. Really going to be interesting and also annoyed about all of the conversation that's going to be around quarterback for next season. Um, but the great thing is I feel like there won't be a wrong answer. It'll just be which one's the better answer. Mm-hmm. Um, because undoubtedly, JJ, I believe, is going to be better. Uh, the question is, is he going to be is next year going to be the year uh that he's better uh or maybe they kind of do the dual quarterback situation and maybe they flip-flop it where jj's in most of the time and mccarthy like goes in every once in a while to mix things up who knows I, um it is kind of interesting how they use that but no this um especially with expecting harbaugh sticking around i know it would be nice to have mcdonald's sticking around uh, i I'm really intrigued for next season because it'll, I feel like it'll kind of set the uh, expectations for the next several years to come. Like, okay, was 2021 a little bit of a fluke? You know, was it, did things just all kind of fall Michigan's way or did Michigan really um, establish themselves? And I, I think that I think Michigan did it. Uh, like I don't think it was luck. I don't think it was a fluke. I think Michigan really established themselves. But as we've said for years, uh, it's a uh, team atmosphere mentality. Oh, there's another word for it, but um, the mindset of the players is a huge factor. And you really saw it this year where it came together. So it's like, can they keep that going? Uh, that's going to be something big to kind of notice and see how it goes for next season. But, man, uh, hats off. Hey, credit to Steven. Steven called it. Steven called, you know, um, like all the big wins, uh, beating Ohio State. You know, I, I can't remember how many he said. I think he predicted like 10 wins or something. Uh, it, it was, yeah, it was hot. Like um, so credit to Steven, um, uh, and, uh, thanks for all the voicemails and everything. So yeah, good season. I'm call, I'm saying it now. Har- Harbaugh is going to be around for 2022 and then we'll get to see how the follow-up year to being Ohio state and big 10 champ defending big 10 championships go. So uh, any, any other thoughts, uh, for Michigan or, uh, no, I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered it. Okay. Yeah. The only other thing I got, uh, just kind of like, uh, cause, cause I always mention I put it out on social media. Uh, the, the only AP poll that matters in my opinion is the final AP poll, because I always hate, it's just like, oh, you got a ranked win against a team in week number one. That's not ranked for the rest of the season i always hate those things mm-hmm. um so i always look at it on the end of the year and so michigan who wound up finishing number three in the final poll um against ranked teams went two and two uh home win against number six ohio state uh neutral site win against 23 iowa and then a neutral site loss to number one georgia 
and a, a road loss to number nine Michigan State. So that was the big games for their season. But yeah, that's that's all I've got. Uh, I mean, I could probably sit down and talk about things and break them down a lot more. I know sometimes in years past we've done like favorite plays and things like that. Uh, not, not something on the docket for this episode. Uh, we will be spending, uh, time during the off season, kind of re looking at our show format for the 2022 season. Uh, we'll be talking about the NFL draft when that comes around. Um, but yeah, we're, we're still here. We're stick, uh, sticking around just might be shaking things up a little bit and, yeah, I don't think there's anything else really to mention right now. Uh, I think it's kind of uh, farewell for the off season until the draft. And yeah, I hope you all enjoy the the time off. What is it? Uh, the USFL. Yeah, or, yeah. There will be football in the <laughs> spring. So enjoy that. Hopefully, hopefully that goes well. But. Uh, I will finish this off and catch you next season and we'll say go blue. Go blue.